0: For the first time, possibly in the history of this channel, I am actually going to say something positive about Major League Baseball. All of my baseball purists out there, don't get this twisted, I still think Major League Baseball absolutely sucks, but for the first time in a long time, I'm actually seeing a positive story coming out of Major League Baseball. Before we get started, make sure to like and subscribe, and let me know in the comment section below if you're looking forward to the start of baseball season, because me personally, I'm not. One of the phrases that I hate hearing every year is pitchers and catchers are reporting to spring training. And the reason I don't like it has nothing to do with baseball. Every year when the spring air blows in and the flowers start to bloom, it's like the beginning of the end. If you live in the deep south, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Spring is like the ultimate tease. It's the warning sign. Spring is the precursor to another absolutely miserable summer over the past few years, Major League Baseball, they have seemingly done everything in their power to piss off their core fan base. Outside of the pitch clock, outside of their attempt to speed up the game and make it more friendly for television viewers, Rob Manfred, he has done everything he can not to make baseball appealing. Remember when he moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta and moved it to Denver in the name of combating mythical racism? Yeah. Yeah, in his quest to fight mythical racism, Rob Manfred took the economic benefit of the all-star game out of a majority black city and moved it to one of the whitest cities in the country. Someone please make that make sense. That would be like John Biden saying, I am solving the problem of illegal immigration by opening the southern border and making all immigration legal. I'm sure residents of Texas and Arizona appreciate the help, Johnny. Well, KC, don't forget about the residents of the People's Republic of California. Um, everything's all good in California. Matter of fact, Gabby Newsom. He has actually solved their immigration problem. Gabby has made life so miserable in California, Americans are illegally crossing the border into Mexico. They would rather live in the slums of Tijuana than continue living in the People's Republic of California. Remember last year when the Dodgers allowed the, what was that group called? The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. The Dodgers, they allowed the group to mock the Catholic faith by performing that ridiculous show during their Pride Night celebration. You guys remember the Mr. Sisters, right? They're the group that had some dude pretending to be Jesus hanging there on the cross while some other dude dressed as a woman seductively danced around him. I'm actually holding back a little bit here because the performance was much more offensive than what I'm describing. And who could forget about the ultimate doofus in Major League Baseball, Gabe Kapler, who prefers to be addressed by his nickname, Cap. Now, I'm sure you're drawing the parallel between his nickname and his last name, but that is not the reason Gabe prefers to be called Cap. He's not trying to distinguish himself from the more famous Gabe either, Gabe Union, head of household in the transgender house of Wade and spouse of Dwayne Wade. The reason Gabe Kapler is nicknamed Cap is because he was inspired by the original Cap, Colin Kaepernick. Two years ago, after the shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, Gabe Kapler, he was overcome with emotion. He had just witnessed Stevie Kerr deliver an impassioned sermon on gun control. The unknown Gabe, he was tired of being overshadowed by Gabe Union. He was tired of sitting in the dugout while Stevie Kerr demanded change. So he decided to take it upon himself to implement real change in America. How was he going to do that? Was he planning a peaceful protest where buildings are burned, cop cars are turned over, and the buildings that survive are looted for all their merchandise? Was he a guest preacher at Woke United Methodist where he pleaded with parishioners to relinquish their Second Amendment right to defend themselves? Did he organize one of those events where criminals are encouraged to hand over their guns without fear of facing criminal charges? No, no, and no. Instead, Gabe came up with what he believed was a more effective way to implement change. Watch for yourself. I don't plan on coming out for, for the anthem going forward until I feel like I, I feel better about the direction of our country. It was in connection um, with some of the hypocrisy of standing for the national anthem and, and how it coincided with the moment of silence and how those two things didn't sync up well for me. What?! A doofus. According to Gabe Kapler, it is hypocritical to stand for the national anthem. I mean, God forbid you have respect for your country. God forbid you show respect for the men and women in the military as well as their families who sacrifice their lives so this doofus has the right to be promoted to dumbass. Gabe Kapler, he ended up being fired by the San Francisco Giants. Now, he wasn't fired for refusing to come out for the National Anthem. He wasn't fired for encouraging his players to follow his leadership down the path of shit fuckery either. The Giants eventually fired Gabe Kapler because... He was a huge embarrassing failure as their manager. Over the all-season, the Giants, they ended up hiring veteran manager Bob Melvin to replace the huge embarrassing failure. Now, this was an immediate upgrade for a couple of reasons. Number one, unlike Gabe Kapler, Bob Melvin knows how to lead his team to the playoffs. Number two, unlike Gabe Kapler again, Bob Melvin is building a culture of unity. Oh, unity! Isn't that one of the woke boner words? I think it's fourth on the list behind diversity, equity, and inclusion. The shit fucks love some unity, supposedly anyway. They're not really committed to unity since, you know, their actions are all about divisiveness. When Bob Melvin arrived in San Francisco, one of the first things he did was implement a new mandatory policy. Now, this policy, it had nothing to do with batting practice. He wasn't trying to accomplish the impossible by making Major League Baseball interesting. The first thing Bob Melvin did when he arrived in San Francisco, he made standing for the national anthem a requirement. This policy is not up for debate. Every single player on the roster is required to stand for the National Anthem. And it's not just the players that are required to show respect for their country, the entire coaching staff, bat boys, water boys, the equipment manager, even the WNBA dump divers that were hired to make sure the garbage cans are empty and the toilets smell lemony fresh. If you're a part of the organization, the team in San Francisco, and the National Anthem is being played, you are not sitting on your ass. You are not getting on your knees. You are standing on two feet. Now, obviously, this policy caused the mainstream media to question Bob Melvin. Last week, he spoke with The Athletic, and they asked why he was forcing his players to stand for the National Anthem. What about their feelings, Bobby? What if minority players experience feelings of pain during the playing of the extremely racist National Anthem? according to Bob Melvin, this mandate is not about politics. It's not about patriotism. It's about showing opponents that the Giants are out there together. They're out there standing as a team and they are ready to play. Now to some people, that answer from Bob Melvin might be disappointing, but at this point, I don't give a shit what the reason is. I'm just glad to see a coach of a professional sports team wanting his players to stand for the national anthem. Now, you might be wondering, what do the players think about this? I'm sure Bob Melvin is getting resistance. I bet the players are outraged. Actually, Bob Melvin is getting the opposite response. Austin Slater is an outfielder for the San Francisco Giants. Now, he has been with the team since 2017, so he was there during the Gabe Kapler years where his doofus manager was preaching unity by creating a culture of divisiveness. When asked about this new policy, Austin Slater told Fox News, I think it sets the example of, hey, we're in this together. For years now, I have said kneeling for the National Anthem is divisive. Hell, just look at what it did to the NFL. Remember when Drew Brees told, I think it was Yahoo Sports, that he refused to kneel for the National Anthem and always would? This was right after the death of the hero at Woke United Methodist, George Floyd. For a while, those comments from Drew Brees, it completely divided the locker room in New Orleans. Kneeling for the National Anthem has always created a culture of division. Some players might have family members in the military and they feel disrespected by it. Players that choose to kneel may feel disrespected when other players call them out for it. It creates unnecessary distractions, unnecessary tension, and in most cases, it can completely divide your locker room. And at the end of the day, what are you really accomplishing As a team, what has ever been accomplished by kneeling for the National Anthem? Colin Kaepernick, he was the first high-profile athlete to do it. What did he accomplish? At the time, he claimed he was kneeling for the National Anthem to bring awareness to police brutality. Did Colleen accomplish his goal? To me, the only thing Colin Kaepernick accomplished was ending his NFL career. What did Megan Rapinoe accomplish by kneeling for the national anthem? She claimed to be kneeling to show solidarity with Black Lives Matter. Now, of course, the real reason that Colin Kaepernick and Megan Rapinoe kneeled for the national anthem, it had nothing to do with bringing awareness to woke causes. It had everything to do with bringing awareness to themselves. Whether he was blackballed or not, Colin Kaepernick, his NFL career, it was over. Before she knelt for the national anthem, Megan Rapinoe was unknown. When she was in the grocery store, she was more likely to be mistaken for a prepubescent boy than to be mistaken for a professional soccer player. Once she started kneeling, Megan Rapinoe became a household name. Good for Bob Melvin, though. Good for him for having the courage to implement this policy. I believe he did this in San Diego, too, if I'm not mistaken, so I'm not sure why this is suddenly big news today. Maybe it has to do with the fact that most people have forgotten that there is still a Major League Baseball team in San Diego, but give me your thoughts on this bob melvin takes off the san Francisco, or takes over the san francisco giants and the first thing he does is implement a policy mandating that his entire staff has to stand for the national anthem is this a good sign for major league baseball could this be a sign that baseball is maybe shifting directions a little bit anyone excited for the start of baseball season does anyone still watch major league baseball Let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share the video. I appreciate your support. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com, kc underscore btl84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.